Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to this special live from Pod X episode of the JV Club, recorded at, guess where? That's right, Pod X. I am recording this in a hallway because I am steeped in recordings all day, ironically, in a studio that is being used right now. So I had to come out and do a kind of crappy recording instead of using nice studio equipment to record my intro. I hope you enjoy this episode. I have made no secret about the fact that I got to podcast Susan Simpson and had a delightful time doing it. I hope everyone's well, and we will return next week with Boys of Summer. Coming. Uh, it feels semi unnecessary to have this uh, microphone, but um, short of just going down in there and making us all sit in a circle, which is very tempting indeed, uh, I think we're just gonna we're gonna get started. And uh, I, I, it gives me very great pleasure to uh, share with you my uh, new buddy uh, Jenny Tolman, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago, who is a, a wonderful musician and lives here in Nashville. So I would be crazy not to ask her to come and uh, play a song or two. So she's gonna open our show with a, with a song. Please welcome her, even though secretly your heart already welcomed her. Thank you. Well, I guess since this is the welcome, I'll do a song called Welcome Matt. I got friends that love the Pope. Friends that love their dope Guess we're all just trying to find a higher place I got friends that fit the mold And friends that dance on poles And my living room ain't no one out of place My welcome mat Don't care if you're white or black Don't care if you're thin or fat it ain't there to judge all that. My heart is an open door. Don't care if you're rich or poor. Ain't the world just a big front porch? Anyway, I got friends that paid for fake ones. And some happy with what God gave them. They can all hang out in my house any day. I got friends that love their babies and some still single in their 80s. Yeah, we're all a little crazy, but that's okay. My welcome mat. Don't care if you're white or black. Don't care if you got two dads. It ain't fair to judge all that. My heart is an open door. Don't care if you're rich or poor. Ain't the world just a big front porch anyway? We all laugh at different jokes and paint with different strokes, but we all look the same from 10,000 feet above. And we all need love. We all need love. So Blue, red, or Republican, it don't give a damn about that. My heart is an open door. 
Don't care if you're rich or poor Ain't the world just a big front porch Anyway, for my welcome at I got friends that love the Pope And friends that love their dope Guess we're all just trying to find a higher place. Thank you. Thank you, Janet, for having me. Oh, the best part was it felt like there was um, a, an ocean breeze <laughs> the whole time. That's what we're going to tell ourselves that was. Just a beautiful ocean breeze. Oh, you have like... This is a weird combination of a panel and a podcast, I guess. It feels semi-formal semi for what I would usually be doing. Um, and you're comfortable playing a lot of different characters, right? Because I'm going to have you sit in different chairs and ask hard-hitting questions, and then you can just improvise some weird characters with me. Uh, none of that will happen. Um, thanks for, for coming. Listen, here's the thing. Sometimes it's better when you, A, do your podcast with someone you already know who's your friend, or B, someone that you don't know at all but you're also not semi-obsessed with. The tricky thing happens when you are podcasting someone, and I have the experience that sometimes people have with me where they listen to the podcast, so they, there's a, some sort of relationship there, even if it's uh, oral, um, but the other person has, like I don't have that information to share back. Like, hey, you, I know everything about you. Um, so that's what's happening right now. I just want to share that with you. I'm a huge fan of Susan Simpson. I, uh, I love the Undisclosed podcast. It's, I find it very inspiring and very fascinating. And so now I'm tasked with putting that all aside to just get to know her with you guys. Hello, Susan. Hello. Are you creeped out? No, not yet. What can I do to creep you out? Just sit a little closer. <laughs> We'll see. All right. All right. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Pod X. Yeah. It's, We're both uh, a part of this. Good to be here and finally uh, make it to the, the building. You been, yeah, you just came in. Yeah. We were actually, we're, we do an investigative podcast, and we, were, we have a case in Tennessee. So. Oh, do you really? Yeah. So we've been on the road, and all morning we were at a jail out in the middle of nowhere. So we were, like, flying back to get to our, our live podcast about an hour ago. We made it, though. Oh, man. And you did the 45th yeah. first. Yeah. So you have another podcast with Robbie Chowdhury called The 45th uh, that I listen to as well. But um, it, and I enjoy your pessimism, but you do have a lot of it. So, so sometimes I'm like, Someone I don't know if realism. I can listen to her talk about it's the end of the world because it very well might be. Uh, but, uh, but you always have great insights. Uh, you and Robbie and your guests also have great insights on that podcast. So I recommend that one as well. Um, but this is what we were kind of joking about off stage: is that for someone like me who is just in like the entertainment business uh, for a living uh, and who comes from like parents who are teachers and, and friends who are social workers, uh, I already have like gross Hollywood guilt. Um, and then when you listen to a podcast like this where the person that you're talking to is like, yes, I was at a jail in the middle of Tennessee before I came here to do the show. There is a, there's this sense of like, I'm so sorry I'm not also at a jail. I'm sorry I wasn't also at a jail. You're doing such great work. You're helping people. You're changing lives. Thank you, thank you. Well, this jail you could have gotten into because it was the least secure jail I've ever seen. I'm still kind of horrified by it. Was it really? We walked in, did not show any IDs, did not, I don't think we even had to give our names. Did you have to go through a metal detector? We had, we had email ahead, they knew we were coming, but like literally showed up with our bags, no metal detector, no search of bags, brought what? in cell phones, brought in our laptops. They That's just like waltzed us in, put us in a room, brought the dude out. Like the room has all this like equipment, like bats, 
like handcuffs, all kinds of stuff there. Oh my god, I thought you bring... meant bats for a second. Oh, I was oh, like, no, no, oh no, no, my, no. they've got to looking, do, take care of that these, problem. Like, a couple of like baseball bats in the wall. Okay, got like, huh, got they're it. just gonna bring in just this weapons, extremely things that could be used. Uh, long-term criminal for a long violent history into this room with us. He's, he was totally cool. He was great. Yeah. But yeah, I said I was like, wow, it's extremely secure. I could have brought literally anything into this room with me. Wow, the honor. Not even the honor system. Like, do you have a gun? But they didn't even ask. No. Like, they, actually, no. They did. That yeah. was. They did say like, hey, any weapons? We're like, no. Like, it's cool. You're like, just the weapon of free speech. <laughs> and then they, they said, what, what do you mean? Most jail have been like, I would never mention that. They were like, okay, cool. Wow. So yeah. But yet I, can't, yet I know I can't ask you any more about this case because it's going to be something that is, that is going to come out. Uh, do you, is, there a, is there a sense of any kind of surreality for you um, going from something like that to something like this? Or does it just feel like all in a day's work for you now? It feels like so often it blurs together that yeah. I'm kind of used to that now. But you've been, you've been doing Undisclosed for several years now. Yeah, it still feels like almost yesterday. It's four years now, so. And for you was the, the and now I'm getting all the questions that you always get asked out of the way, hopefully, um, but was there, I mean, from, from the outside perspective, it would seem that, you know, I think that's another reason that people maybe respond to the podcast as well, is this feeling of like, you were once one of us. <laughs> you were just... You were just working, just you were doing good work in, in the D.C. area, and then all of a sudden you're on this podcast that's like changing people's opinions about the way the legal system works. It turns out if you get really hardcore as a fan and have a blog, it actually can matter sometimes. Yeah. Guys, I can't give you this whole backstory. It's an extraordinary one, but suffice it to say, many of us listen to Serial. Some of us uh, went from listening to Serial to finding things to get a certain announce I had a new trial. No big deal, but she's sitting right here. So that's kind of an important piece of information. Uh, if you listen to Serial or, or you've heard of it and then you didn't sort of like take the journey beyond that, I very much, very much recommend uh, season one of Undisclosed. It will blow you away. I know people that listen to Serial who are like, yeah, I'm really still on the fence about it. I'm like, there's so much information for you that will change your mind. Literally so much. It's like 40 so episodes. Much. It yes. is. It is. <laughs> it goes by real fast. I don't listen to it on one and a half speed, guys. I can't. Yeah, it's, These yeah. guys are too smart. Also, Susan talks fast, and so do I, so it's a good fit. Me. It's not going to work yeah. great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would just be like I a heard blur. it sound like a, like, a, like a chipmunk. Like a chipmunk. Hey, listen, when you speed up on your podcast app, it doesn't make your voice higher, and you don't have a high chipmunk voice, so you're safe. It's a very, very deep-voiced chipmunk. <laughs> a very, a very mature, <laughs> yeah. very white chipmunk. Uh, you are not from Tennessee, but if memory serves, Georgia. from the yes, because we learned that you were from Rome, Georgia, yes. in an ep in a season. Of well, from Atlanta. My You're family from Atlanta. is from Rome. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So. Uh, and and did you know? Did you like when did you sort of know that you were not destined to stay in the South and in fact wanted to be um, up in D.C.? Which I guess when I got to law school there. You did go, mm, yeah. That's like, kind of how it happened. I was not like I needed to leave the South. I wanted to leave Atlanta at that point. I've been there. I stayed there for college, so. Yeah, but no, I, I like the South. It's, it's good. It's yeah. got terrible public transport, but otherwise. Yeah. yeah, but you could also say that about a lot of places. I mean, like for me on the West Coast, That's I feel true. like I can make that complaint. It's just one of many things that it turns out it's hard to do when you have a lot of people yeah. <laughs> and a lot of opinions. But this is great, yeah. I think I'm, yeah. I've been there, sh wow, for 13 years now, so I guess I'm kind of established there. You're, a, great. you're a DCite? Yeah. What do you call it when you're... I don't actually know. Huh. A, D a DC comic. There. Uh, you're welcome, world. Um, I'm sure that's going to go viral. Uh, I do feel bad for people who are comics based in DC. Now that I realize that, though, like for somebody who's like, "Hey, how you doing? It's great to be here in Tallahassee. I'm a DC comic," and everyone's like, "We don't read comics. We only like stand up." Boo. Uh, what? Uh, when did you 
so you, so for anybody, for any of my friends who went on to become lawyers, they sort of fall into the category that I was not in in high school, which was they they went into pre-law, so they sort of had a sense of who they were and what they wanted at an age that I absolutely categorically did not. Uh, is that true for you? Oh, oh no. Not Zero at all? Really? I was, oh yeah, I was senior year. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, apply to law school. See so what happens. Really? Yeah. But that's not something that we all would necessarily go like, nah, I don't know what I want to do with my future. I guess I'll apply to law school. I mean, there's gunners who are like, I want to be pre-law. And then there's rest of us who are like, what am I going to do with this degree? I barely have enough credits to get. So right. So let's uh, apply to law school and hope it works out. Did you have a sense when you were uh, spitballing about law school what your emphasis would be, or was it just no. you didn't even think that far? Oh, no. I, I mean, you do think that far, but if, before law school, you don't know enough to really know how it's going to play out. So the, any ideas you have at that stage are just going to be dead of arrival because you can't know. Like, so you didn't go out and buy like a white suit and a, fa a hat to fan yourself with and a handkerchief to I don't even pat know your forehead with. No, no. <laughs> I don't know, just like a southern yeah, lawyer be arguing like, a case in a hot courtroom. That's what we. That's what many of us still think of. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that career path, so. Understood. I'm wearing this seersucker here, so listen. <laughs> Objection! <laughs> Taken care of. Click. Um, uh, so, but I assume you were a good student if you managed to get into it. This is oh, amazing. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. This would be very inspiring to all my teenage listeners yeah. who feel like they are not good students and don't know what to do with their lives to find out that they could be lawyers. And I was okay. I didn't, I would not say I was a very applied student, but I was, it was always the kind of thing where I always got by, and turned out that was a bad sort of prep for law school. Dude, Because I, I got to law school, I was like, oh my god, I have to do work? What the hell yes. is this? Did you go to public high school? Was it easy enough to kind of just skate by because no, you were I smart? No, I went to both public and private, and you know, I, I, you know, I was probably I guess, a B student, so it wasn't like I was getting A's everywhere, but I could basically coast and get B's without trying to. And I did sports in college, so like that's really more your life emphasis. Like, oh. okay, I gotta go to class in between workouts. Right. So... I thought I studied, I thought I did work, and it turns out I had not been studying the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a real rough wake-up call. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother and me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother and me the hunt is on What is uh, pre-law like in terms of the amount that they expect you to be doing not in class? I did political science, and that was purely because like, I did not actually plan that well for my major, and to get, it was the only major I could get enough credits for my last year to graduate in time, so poli-sci it was. God, you really did. You were just like, hmm, can't oh, do yeah. that, can't do that, can't do that. I spent a year in Australia studying yeah. abroad, a year in like, England studying abroad. So okay, that's, I was having that's fun. A, that's a fun, like, yeah. interesting surprise. Doing, I was, had a lot of cool classes. They just weren't focused on any one thing. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Uh, are you still like that? Do you still have the sort of like, 
I'm interested in this, but I'm interested in this. God, I wish I had more time because I also kind of love this thing that I can't make time for. I have increasingly less time, but yeah, I've got the stuff I, the free time I do have is pretty scattered yeah. on what's been on. What sports were you playing? I mostly, mostly soccer. That was kind of my main sport. <sighs> and great. then because I was at a small school, I could play whatever I wanted. So I did tennis and softball too. And that's in high school and college? Or yeah. Just, and yeah. I did, I think, basketball and volleyball in high school. And then because of the way it's... Wait, you've changed. just named all the sports. Can I, we I agree that all the sports yeah. were... I think we're missing fencing. Did that not I did, come I into took play? For oh, college. shut No, no, no. No, I hated it. This I is infuriating. Like, I was like, fencing sounds amazing. I'm going to be so good with my little sword. And yeah. I took... I had a class and signed up for it. Get there. The first day of class of fencing, they're like, we're going to do poses. All like just stand there and not even hold the sword, just standing there pretending to hold uh, the sword. I dropped the course right away. Yeah, because you were, they, that's exactly what they were doing it for. They were yeah. like, we're going to thin out the people who just want to hold the sword. They're like, I yeah. can hold the sword of my own time. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my homework, yeah. I'll hold it. Uh, yeah, the fencing and juggling are things that uh, are some of the few physical things that you are, that sometimes you're exposed to, like stage combat stuff. If you come from a theater background at all, that's like where the overlap happens, um, where you can be like, no, I'm, I'm theater, but like, it's very sporty. <laughs> yeah, I, learned, I, do, I did a week of fencing, thank you. Uh, but I, I too thought... Like, oh, this is going to be, I'm clearly a pirate. Like, for sure, it's, I'm a musketeer. There's no question that that's just been hiding inside yeah. me, waiting to come out. And, uh, and that was not the case at all. I, I, I couldn't, I was not a great fencer. But you got and I can't juggle. I still don't know how to juggle. People have tried to teach me over and over. So you can't be a jester. You can't be a pirate. I can't you be can't a You can't do a lot of Shakespeare. Exactly. For me, it's like, oh, da, 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 like with you, da, 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 poli sci. For me, Hollywood. <laughs> for me, comedy. Uh, <laughs> it's like the default. I've like yeah. I've entered every other like pathway, but like this one's still open, so let's go. Yeah, I'll ahead. take it. I'll take it. I'm passionate about it. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and I and I, I was I did very much avoid uh, sports in high school, even though I enjoyed them sort of all the way up till there. But somewhere, you know, what it was for me it was a locker room. I hated taking showers in the middle of the day. I hated like taking my sweaty shoes off and putting my sweaty feet on other people's sweaty concrete. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Right? Yeah. But you got through it. You you sort of. Yeah. suffered through that for the the positive result of doing yeah. sports. I don't think anyone likes that. It's a question of like... You, like <laughs> you don't think anyone's like, I hate like... basketball. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Time for the locker room. This is room. where the real sports begin. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I would I kind of understand that in a way. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, you're tall, so people I'm sure were like, well, listen, we got to get you into basketball straight away because that's what happened tall. to me. I wasn't tall. Oh, no? I was the tiniest little shrimpiest kid ever and for a long time. I was like a very late growth spurt. So for like, oh. until I was like... I think 14, 15, like later on for girls. Like, that is later on. So I was I, the tallest for a long time. I thought of myself as like a small person for a long, like I don't even know when it stopped being true because I was a tiny one. Like you look at pictures, I'm like this little like nothing. <laughs> Other girls are like standing over me. We're all picturing a hobbit, FYI. Yeah, well, well not even a hobbit because it's like this little like spindly little like no, just like skin and bones basically. Yeah. And then I learned to play sports that way. I learned to like, even though I was tiny than anyone else, I learned to like, do what I had to do. Mm. Unfortunately, mm. I then She'd became... do what you had to do. Yeah. A lot of fouls. Yeah, but then I got bigger and... A lot of kneecaps. Don't get away with it anymore. Like, yeah. it was such bullshit. Like, the way I could play <laughs> no longer worked at all. I hated it. Wait, now I'm imagining you, like, running underneath other people's legs. Like, I could do And that. then when you grow, you're like, wait, I can't... <laughs> it was kind of like I that. I can't fit under your legs anymore. Because when you're little, like, if you foul someone, you're just like... Well, look what she did to me. And it, you get away with it. And then yeah. when you're bigger, like you don't do anything. Like you walk past a player and the ref is like, red card, see ya, you're ejected. Oh, like I just like walked. And like, because they're smaller than tallness. you. Yes, yeah, I'm being, I'm being discriminated. Because this makes me weird. Now, 
I don't want to suggest too much, but season, whatever we on, undisclosed, there's some injustices that need to be righted. We're going to go back to your high school. We're going to sue some people that we feel uh, discriminated against you because you were tall. It's going to be a hard-hitting season. I see 20 episodes right there. I'll play the lawyer. I'm getting a little mixed up now. Now I'm getting a little mixed up about how this is going to work. My yeah. objection. I don't want to spend that much time there. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Well, that's another thing that you were, that you would sort of drop little uh, breadcrumbs about here and there when you were working on, it was Joey Watkins, yeah? Uh, that season of Undisclosed when you were in going back to Rome and, and meeting people so often is a sort of like the, the feeling of doing some, I mean, this is kind of my interpretation of it, but the feeling of taking your own sort of personal experience and memories and knowledge of a place and then sort of overlaying something professional on top of it, I think um, might be kind of kooky in a way. Yeah, in that case it was weird because I thought I knew Rome. I mean, I didn't live there, I spent a lot of time there. And I thought I had a kind of understanding of how it worked. And I realized that was not true at all. I mean, it was basically like going to a place I had no experience with, even though I'd spent every summer there for my whole life. Um, was that like a, just a sort of a cultural like class kind of, this is sort of where you would be and this is where Joey's, that was definitely Joey's a part environment of it. was? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that whole sort of subculture existed. Um, and of course, with the Mitch and Marie series, I don't know if you've listened to that, yes, also in yeah. Rome. That's uh, like Susan, whole, a whole different sort of, uh, like Joey's case is like, you know, kids being really dumbass kids. Yeah, season two, also fascinating, guys. Uh, the fascinating. other case we did it's in a mystery. Rome, it was all about like bootleggers and like murders and judges to kill people. So it was definitely a whole new level of yeah. like, what the hell. So not only was it like, to me, like this is Rome, Georgia, my mother, who did grow up there, spent all her time there, she had no idea that it was like that. She had yeah. lived there during the time period all this was going on and she was totally oblivious. Yeah. It can so. be that, I mean, it really can. It can be that sort of like concrete of a, of a line that you cross over in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're Mitchum. He goes by Mitchum, yeah. yeah. Is he still doing his podcast? He is. He still he has his own this podcast man now. has, I feel really bad for all of the, you that don't, haven't yet, and I'm saying yet, haven't yet dived, doven. That is certainly not it. Dived? Jumped. Dove. <laughs> Who haven't, do, haven't yet dove in, ugh, I hate everything that's happening right now with my voice and, and my speech, uh, into Undisclosed, uh, because I'm, I'm just jumping around making all these references that are semi-oblique, unless you've listened to it, but this gentleman that Susan's talking about has one of the great sort of old-school Hollywood voices, to the point where he was actually compared in numerous ways to Robert Mitchum. He was named after And Robert was named Mitchum. after yeah. him. But he was named after someone that he ended up like, he, when you're a baby, you don't know, like, you're named after someone, but I don't know how he ended up, like, someone, like, understood and, like, looked at a crystal ball and was like, he will sound like a, yeah. like a 1940s Hollywood star. But he won't be emulating the star, he'll be emulating the role of a bootlegger. So. That's right. He is. <laughs> One of the he roles is, he's been pl uh, oh, played, yeah. Yeah. So. He's, his voice is, mwah. It's like listening to Johnny Cash speak. There's just, you're sort of like, oh, I could almost, like, I'm almost losing track of what he's saying because it's so soothing and, like, sensual. <laughs> He's a very sensual voice, everyone. And he's bootlegger, exciting life. Uh, so that, 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 and I know that obviously that's Rome, that's not Atlanta, and that's not you uh, playing sports in high school, but my sense of you being successful at being in all these different sports, you probably weren't also the person who was like going out on Friday night getting shit-faced and... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, most <laughs> the sports players probably were. Oh, that yeah? Was, yeah, it was not definitely, it was not like a people who go to parties and sports divide. That's probably like more closely aligned. Yeah, why would not. I say that? 
I don't know, I'm like, I'm like I'm, I'm, again, I'm applying this sort of like fierce, like, I'm a competitor, I'm not gonna poison my body. Wait, have you heard of Homecoming, Janet? What's wrong with you? <laughs> again, theater and dance. Did not ever go to a single football game. But yeah. it's not like a football player is like, I don't, I don't imbibe. I don't partake of those things. I don't think I went to a single what party a judgment. In, in high school. I mean, I guess I went yeah. to like parties, but like, I mean, like, you know what I mean. Like, like a dance? I'm sure I went to gatherings that were like, part. I did not go to any. The under the sea dance no where your parents where almost didn't get married. And, yeah. yeah. I, I really did not drink went. in high school at all. Yeah. So. Did you, uh, was there a time at which you discovered it in a way that was like, oh, oh no, where has this been? Or was it like just sort of a natural, mature, like understanding so, of alcohol and, and stuff like that. I went to Australia. I was 18. It was legal there. The first semester, I didn't drink because I never had and like didn't. I mean, it, I don't know. I honestly don't even know why. It wasn't like a firm position. It wasn't like I don't like drinkers. It wasn't like I had a problem with alcohol or like judge people who drank. I just like, I never have, not interested. And I think because I was the American girl that was like not drinking while in Australia, so my friends there became like on a mission to like. Oh, sure. So. Eventually they won. I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> what so, was it? Was it just beer, or did they? No, did it was they passion pull... pop. So like, it was like, it's like a. So basically, in Australia, it's this awful, awful, terrible drink that they all drank when they were like, probably like 14. It's like our equivalent of wine coolers. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's passion terrible. Pop. So I think that was like the first time someone's like, you have to drink this. It's a, it's a rite of passage in Australia. So I'm like, okay. And it was gross. But at the it time, did it taste, it, 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 you weren't like young enough to go, this is candy. How wonderful. Oh, it, it's not even good. It's just purely awful for anyone at any stage of drinking. <laughs> and yet, super popular, probably persists to this day. I'm That's sure it's there. It's, it's very fruity. It's very bubbly. So I guess it's got that going for it. I guess so. Yeah, I think of Australia as being a sort of, I've, I've spent a little bit of time there, and it does have this sort of like, my experience with it was that it had like a very casual, fun relationship to like drinking, like everybody going to bars after work and stuff, which isn't to say that that doesn't happen here. Um, but when you're in a different place that is foreign to you, maybe you're looking for things that seem not like you, but could be like, just, I might as well have been in Boston. I just wouldn't know that because I wouldn't be paying attention the same way. But that's how I felt about Australia. I felt like everyone was like, you gotta have a drink. Yeah. Well, like, at 18, it what? really, for me, it's it kind of solidified my belief that it's insane that in America, drinking is 21. Yeah. Because I went, I was not part of drinking culture before that, so I didn't really, I mean, I heard stories from friends, like, that sounds awful, why would you do that to yourself? And I'd had experience in Australia, where everyone went to a bar and drank, it was not like it was not illegal, so it was just a social thing that I was doing around other people. Without. I get back to America, like, a couple years later, and I'm still underage, and people are drinking in, like, gross like parties and like bad stuff happens i'm like this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard of like yeah. this is insane that these people cannot just go to a bar and drink like human beings instead of doing whatever is going on in this mess over here yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i definitely did have the experience in high school where i discovered alcohol at some point and uh and i i did the i mean i'm not proud of it in fact i just had the experience last night where someone i was with had a drink that had uh what i like to call brown liquor in it um which is just like whatever it was it was something that was dark colored and i cannot still to this day even take a small sip without feeling like i'm gonna barf like any because, kind of brown liquor like any kind of brown liquor because that is what i snuck from my dad's liquor cabinet to get drunk interesting Immediately, like I it was, it, I had no interest in the taste. I it definitely was like, well, gonna go out. Someone's picking me up. Better drink this. Better have this shot real quick. And and so I only associate it with like the feeling then of it coming back up. 
Like I taste it going down. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the same. Like it tastes the same soup. coming back up. Like so that's what I'm associating with. I can't with eat it. chicken soup because I it reminds you of sick. stomach flu. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, chicken soup's kind of like, uh, no. So yeah. I guess that's brown alcohol. Exactly. Although, I think it was like mid twenties when I learned that liquor can taste pretty good. Yeah. But I feel that way about the non-browns. Yeah, I was like unaware. Awful. I assumed that liquor... In every way. <laughs> we were all a part of this. When that gets used out of context and I go to prison for some reason and Susan's like, I'm not touching this case. This yeah. is the place I draw the line. But yeah, we'll no, all know. Like, you guys like, can all visit me. Tequila's always gross, but like other kinds of alcohol, turns out you don't just have to like do a shot or like mix it with a lot of Diet Coke. Yeah. It can actually be okay-ish on its 100% own. 100% agree. What is a drink that you enjoy uh, having socially? Um, I kind of like beer more than anything. Um, I do, if I had to have a liquor, probably like a martini or something, but yeah. I don't get too wild with those. Yeah. So I don't I like sweet drinks. Either. I really hate like the sweet alcohol stuff. That's yeah. gross to me. That's also, I think the fastest ticket to not feeling great yeah. also is yeah. true. Yeah. The fastest ticket to not feeling great is like three whiskey sours in a row. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it's personal experience. I'm sorry, I can't hear the word whiskey or I get a little bit. Could you not? I should have told you in advance. Please don't use that word. Uh, um, so, and so what brought you to Australia? Like, what was that presented to you as an option or did you seek that out when you were that, that age? Yeah, so I guess this is all about full disclosure. Um, I was a tiny, like, little geek kid and I had lots of little, like, geeky hobbies, including, like, uh, internet, like, role-playing games. Not, and that's what's creepy these days. Like in the old days, back in the old times, but before yeah. we had actual video games, we had things like muds and mucks. Which you were, were like, I play, I cosplay Pong. Yeah, it, well, no, not quite that bad. <laughs> it was like, like text-based role-playing games. So yeah, 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 yeah. I had, sometimes I was like 12 or 11, so like when I was a little kid, and I happened to meet some friends like early on, like middle school, and they stayed friends. They're still friends to this day. Um, and one of those in Australia. So when I was like, I want to study abroad, I was like, my friend Babs is in Brisbane. Let's find where that is on the map and go study there. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, that's like what we all thought the internet was going to be. It was going to be like, oh, you have a friend in, you know, you have a, you have a pen pal online role-playing game friend in, in England and in, in Australia and Germany. Now you have a reason to go to those places. My friend April Richardson is the same way. She like had an early relationship to like, Zines. She was super into the wow, zine culture. The zine culture. That was way into it. She's from Georgia. Uh, is that true? Yeah, she's from Georgia. She's certainly, certainly her family lives in Georgia now, guys. I stand by that. Objection sustained. Um, I just like throwing those in for Susan's sake. Uh, but uh, but she, also, also don't think that that has anything to do with the Undisclosed podcast. It's just going to be a bunch of people yelling objection, objection. and someone saying sustained. That's boring as hell. Uh, except what I do it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but she got into the zine culture early and like, and, and is also was a huge fan of, you know, like the Smiths and, and, and bands to where she would go. She would sort of find, or she had this like reasons to go places that I never would have even conceived of. I didn't, there was no reason for me to go to, to Australia that young. I didn't have any contact, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, oh, that's what the internet was. Like that, there's this sort of amazing door opening to, and it remains that way uh, in many ways, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously bad things happen on the internet, but for me as a kid, it was, I mean, I made real friends who are still friends today. I'm sure my parents were like, I know my parents at the time were like, don't go on the internet. Only bad people are there. You're like, like, sure, Babs like, turned out to be a 50-year-old man, but it's cool. God, he was so not. nice. Like, Mom, I'm making lifelong friends. He'll be there for me always. Just trust me on this one. Yeah. And then you were like, I'm going to make sure that stays yeah. true now forever. Now it's going to be true. <laughs> I'm going to prove her wrong forever. Uh, and so, and then England, same thing, or totally no, different reason? No, that was just because. <laughs> Is that the reason you gave when someone asked then? Just because. Probably. I, don't I never really had you. a reason. I just didn't. I mean, I had a good scholarship where I could 
essentially study abroad with the same without paying more. Yeah. So why not? Like. Well, yeah, because you are you had already had you done traveling of of any kind outside the United States pre Australia, or was that you you really went the furthest away first? Yeah. No, I had one trip with some friend. Like one of my friends in uh, middle school was Dutch, and we went visit her um, dad for a couple weeks one summer. So I've done that. And lucky. That was it. I almost said lucky duck <laughs> in a super authentic way. Like, you lucky duck. It's not an insult. Kind of sounded like one. <laughs> so we've established you're a lucky duck. Um, that's and 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 did you just you were just there? You were just in Holland and you weren't like yeah, it yeah, wasn't a whole just, lot of like yeah. that was just a bunch of like yeah. we were like 15 or 16. We we're little, so it was not even yeah. Wait, I, wait, wait a minute. Wait, I did a stage program in France when I was 16. I just forgot a big part of my own life. I too, <laughs> I too am a lucky duck. <laughs> what is happening to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, I went to France, you guys. <laughs> Please like me, Susan. Please like me. Like, in hindsight, why would you let your, like, 15-year-old, I think it was 15, I think it turns somewhere around there. Yeah. Like, why would you let your daughter go, like, run around Europe unsupervised? But nothing bad, like, we were actually totally great kids and nothing bad happened, and it was fine. But well, maybe that's part of it. I mean, did you if, you, if you, if your parents had that understanding of you, you know, you probably had sort of set them up to feel okay with it in a way that a more rebellious kid maybe wouldn't get away with. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, I feel like it could have gone wrong. It didn't, but, like, I'm like, would I let myself go there? Like, yeah. Hmm. But it was fine. It was great. We had great fun. We met some really stoned British guys that were probably like 20 and way too old on like one of the canals one night. And we were like, yeah. we're so cool. Nothing happened. Right. <laughs> but we felt super cool for talking to some older guys who were yeah. smoking weed. And we're like, do you want some? No, we're good. Yeah. I, think I was. I, you know what? For all the mischief I got up to then, uh, when I was in France, I definitely pulled way back. And I, I had a similar experience where I would sort of like, I liked being flirted with up to a certain point. Yeah. But there was clearly some unspoken thing inside me that was like, I'm certainly not going to go somewhere yeah, like, with this guy. Like, like, like you're going to talk to me. We're going to go back and giggle about how, like, oh, yeah. my God, we talked to some older guys. We're so cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's as far as it's ever going to go. hundred percent. hundred percent. And then I would go back to my little host sister who was 10 and be like, this is where I feel comfortable. <laughs> Let's talk about life, Mariange. Um, for, to this day, I, it's one of those people, like, if I ever see her as an adult, I'm going to be like the aunt that can't handle her being grown up because in my mind when I picture <laughs> her, ten. yeah, all I picture, because she's just, I mean, Mar Mariange means like, you know, Mary Angel, Marie Angel. And she was so adorable and just guileless. And the, I, whenever I think about her, I only think about her saying before we left to go somewhere, Attends, je vais faire pipi. You can probably figure out what that means. I cannot. I'm gonna go pee pee. Okay. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> and I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Like, I want that to be our ringtone. We didn't have ringtones in those days, guys. We didn't have ringtones. We didn't have those choices. But I would now. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be weird if my if I forgot to turn my phone off and bit. I was like, je vais faire pee pee. <laughs> like, someone in the audience would be like, you're made for me. Like, just that one person. I'd be like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. Um, were your friendships in high school? Uh, more got like sort of informed by the sports you were playing were those the people that you were hanging out with or no you... no I was like I definitely didn't fit in with that crowd so much like I like got along we played sports together you know we were friends to a certain like on the field but it was definitely friends not on the field yeah we need a saying that's like friends on the field in life never yield <laughs> I don't think we have that saying that's not that's not it that's a bad example I look forward to each one of you coming up with a better one for what represents being someone's friend on the field and in real life, mm-mm. Yeah, no, I think I, I, did I have any? No, I think actually I was probably the only, I was probably the, in hindsight, I was the jock of the group. Oh. I don't think I've ever realized that before. Yeah, no, I was the, the token jock. So, 
So you were chewing tobacco and no, just kidding. Uh, again, not that's not a thing. I'm just not. trying to make it clear that again, I don't know what jocks do. <laughs> Although my cousin Julian was a jock and he definitely chewed tobacco. <laughs> that's where I got it. That's my whole. So in my world, and a jock is a. Uh, 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 Julian was a girl growing up, so in my head, I guess the only jock I can imagine is like now a trans man who's fabulously handsome and gave up tobacco. That's it. That's what I got. That's a jock. Julian would be so proud. <laughs> They're all that way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so what does that mean? The, the other girls were sort of like, yeah, we're doing sports, but it's not necessarily like the thing we're as oh no, they were super hardcore. into it. It's just like they were. I mean, my friends were probably the quieter, geekier types. Okay. So, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it really was kind of like not many of that geeks that were also playing all the sports. So. Well, because you and did you have those kinds of relationships like the kind of role playing stuff that you were doing online? Was there a, a physical in person Atlanta version of that at all? Did you do any kind of D and D or anything like oh, that? Oh no, I wish. I wish I had friends like that. Yeah. My real life friends were not were probably cooler in that regard. So yeah. If I had friends that could play D and D, that would have been amazing. It would be ideal so childhood. You, so you were the jock in your group of friends, but and the also extremer. yeah. I was both. I was like the only sports player and the one who's like geekier than like, they were. Can I teach you guys what a tabletop game is? Uh -huh. <laughs> that's a tough. Yeah. That's tough. To be on the extreme of both ends. Yeah, they were they were a great group. I don't think to this day they'd agree to play tabletop with me. But yeah. every other way they're good friends. <laughs> what would but they were kind of on the geekier side, so what was something that would be fun for you guys to do? Like Honestly, go to a movie I think it was, or it not even just geeky, it was just like not into the party scene. Yeah. So that's probably like some they some if I called some of them geeks, they probably wouldn't like it. They were okay. not nerdy necessarily. Some of us definitely were. But they were wholesome? Oh, God, I hate to think that. That's weird also. Like that's that could be true. I don't want it to be. <laughs> They weren't irresponsible and making dangerous choices. We were largely the responsible group, yeah. Yeah. Way of putting it. Like some of us were. Yeah. And Tries like, to pop collar. In my core group, it's like I think we have five, four or five doctors, so like they probably were on this path from the beginning. Like, oh, were they? Uh, yeah, they were. So you would be the one. You ended up as an attorney, but the doctors were the ones who were driven. Yeah, I'm the only attorney too. Yeah, I've got a bunch of like doctor friends who are like great all-around people in high school, and then there's like me, jock nerd. Guess gonna be an attorney now. We'll yeah. see how that works out. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's a pretty amazing road. Uh, so, so in school you weren't. I mean, the, again, there's, there's there's no sense of like, well, listen, I did. The truth be told, I did enjoy debate. Like there was no sort of sense of anything that those of us who think uh, of. Uh, when you start practicing the law, again, not necessarily having to be a trial lawyer, but just having um, the ability to have a strong opinion and the ability to use those, to use facts to assert your opinion and be successful, that's the most articulate I've ever been about marrying debate and the law. This is exciting for me. So for uh, me what a lucky duck I am. Debate club was basically fencing because I did go to like the first like meeting like of mm. debate club <laughs> where they tell you like, I'm like, that sounds fun. I'm going to join debate club. Yeah. I get to the meeting and they hand out this, like, I don't even know what they call it, like Squirrel Killer or something? You have some book that tells you all the arguments you make. Like, in advance, they have, like, the stuff listed out. Wait, like, what was it called? I don't even know. It was like Squirrel. Who did debate? Did here? you say Squirrel Killer? I think so. Who did debate? Someone knows Is what I'm it? talking about, right? Okay, I swear no to God. Knows. There's Squirrel in the title. It's all I remember. So were we, you or were you not in a coma for most of high school? <laughs> and are these dreams? No, are they all dreams? I'm going to look at that. I swear to God, there was something with a squirrel in it and it had to do, like, with these these books they gave you that told you what arguments to make in the debate. Mm. And I was like, this is bullshit, I'm done. So yeah, I didn't make it through the first like meeting. That's how I feel about Words with Friends. 
I want to be rewarded for the long word I come up with, not because like not that's strategy, a three yeah. pointer of a word no one knows. It's like yeah. ung. Oh, ung is a word, and that's sixty points. Great. Yeah, good, good it feels for like you're you. cheating the system. You want to like get it out of merit. Sure, you're just like abusing the loopholes for yeah. your points. That's I hope like you enjoy that. Squirrel, that's like the squirrel killer of. of <laughs> I swear to God, it's something totally different. The, in my head, <laughs> in my, what is it? It's squirrel killer. It is? Right. Ross. I totally thought I was wrong about that. I knew the squirrel part was right, but squirrel killer sounded really wrong. That feels like some some group has now said they have that, that they have to change that name. At least one group. PETA has been like, no, we're, you're changing that. Yeah. But it's still called squirrel killer. Yeah. Anyway, I debate seemed like bullshit to me, so I didn't do it. Yeah. But you had the but you were mildly interested. I was. The yeah. idea sounded great. The reality sounded really boring. All right. Well, listen. If you if you and I both can find more free time, we will start a debate while fencing club. And it will be like, but isn't it true that... On God. Yeah. That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> As you take a lunge forward, you have to make a point, a particularly salient point. Yeah. But also in fencing, I learned too late that you don't get to do like the whole bashing stuff. The whole goal yeah. is just to like poke. I'm like, eh. <laughs> It's a poking sport. It absolutely <laughs> is. There's no doubt about it. Especially if you have a little ball, yeah, a little ball tip on it. Yeah, no, yeah. like, a, the, the, you can't hurt anyone. You're not having any epic, like, They're not offering broadsword as a sport in Yeah, no, that's like debate school. and arguing is, like, fencing and actual sword fights. Yeah. It's totally not worth it. What did you, so when you finally realize, like, I am, listen, it's happening to me. I'm going to law school. I continue to be in law school. Here, here it goes. Uh, what emphasis did you, were you drawn to anything in particular? International law. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I love doing it because it was fun and I liked it. Um, I don't think I plan to make a career out of it because there aren't really that many careers and the careers that exist. Yeah, well, would, give me a hypothetical. Like, I mean, when, are... when would someone be like, we need an internet, is there an international lawyer on the plane? So there are cases for like, there's, there is like uh, like arbitration and for civil law, it does come up sometimes like for, for lawsuits and it doesn't matter, but the stuff I liked was more public international law. So if you're like a politician or like in the State Department, it'd probably matter. Um, I didn't really want to go that route, so it was more for fun that I was doing it. <laughs> um, Great. But yeah, no, it was fun. I still like it, but that's, I knew at the time I was not going to do a career in that. I don't know why I kept doing it. <laughs> I, theoretically, I knew I had a career afterwards, but yeah. yeah. How much uh, of your, uh, your non-undisclosed work uh, is, has, is, what percentage of that, and because it seems like you guys are so busy doing undisclosed, like how, how does that get juggled? I, for my real, my real, your real job? job? Yeah, my mom still calls it my real job. I'm like, yeah. mom, like, at this point, like, it's pretty clear which way this is going. Yeah. So, like, stop calling it my real job. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're going to school, we're doing this. She's like, oh, how's your real job going? Right. Thanks, mom. Yeah. I have definitely, a, it's, for a few years, I did both, and it was pretty awful. I'm it was sure. great, but, like, also, I didn't have any weekends. I didn't, I'm lucky I still have friends, because I didn't see them. I was a terrible friend. Yeah. Um, was any, were people surprised to know that you had that sort of tenacious, like, I am absorbing information and I will look at it. And you, because you have the, Susan sort of has a reputation of sort of finding a needle in a haystack. And to do that, you have to be able to sort of observe, observe and absorb information in a very uh, specific way. Yeah, I'm pretty, I know I'm pretty stubborn and like boneheaded and like, well, continue past the point of mission returns. So I think that part <laughs> they uh, were not surprised by at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told Robbie this a couple weeks ago, and she's like, oh my God, that explains everything about you. It's still horrible. When I was a kid, <laughs> That's a friendship, kid, everybody. when I was like four, I had this game I played, and it, I had to touch doors before they closed to prove I could. Okay. Yeah. Like so that this was, isn't like an OCD thing. It's a, it was more it was of a, a game. game. It was like, I can yeah. touch that door before it closed. Like, like, I can yeah. prove I'm so fast that that door yes. is never going to get me. I like this. Yeah, I did lose eventually, and I oh. lost a finger, and they put it back Wait, on. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to be like, one, and then one day a door no, closed. No, no, the and door I was closed like, well, on me and the finger came off. What doors are we talking about? Chuck E. Cheese doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Season 10, yeah. undisclosed. We're suing yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. And my mom, bless her heart, um, they're like, you can't, it's, it's a little four-year-old's finger. What are you going to do with that? And they come, she's like, it's her wedding finger. You have to try to put it back on. So the only reason the doctor even tried was because my mom said, like, she's going to have a wedding ring on there one day. You've got to fix it. So it's like, it's on and it's, oh, it looks okay-ish. The so. ring is the only thing holding it on. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we have to get our wedding ring early. Very early. It's and like then the in the hospital, the yellow, they'll the yellow swap. Yeah, yellow like, Don't take it off. Yeah. It's coming off. Yes. Well, I'm very glad that, or just like a robot finger that yeah. you just eventually, you keep you have to, as you grow, you keep having to size up. So yeah, being competitive and stubborn was something I was probably a little bit known for. I mean, that is like, I need to get you on some sort of to tell the truth kind of game show uh, where, you know, it has to be like three truths and a lie or something like that where you, yeah. where it's like one of these panelists, like true or false, one of these panelists lost a finger at Chuck E. Cheese. People I will be like, that didn't happen to a real person. From a How I Met Your Mother, you know, the drunker kid game, mm-hmm. I would be the best at that. No yeah. one would Oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> You'd be like, yep. Check. Did that, did that, did that. I feel like I would lose my finger at Chuck E. Cheese being like, I wonder if I can stick my hand inside the mouth, mouth of Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> as he's talking. That would be traumatic. That would be truly traumatic. Yeah. You, but you could tell people that a giant mouse ate your finger. Yeah. <laughs> and then never give them any more information. They <laughs> would draw their own conclusions. Yeah. I was in Australia, guys. You know. You're like, what? <laughs> what happens? How big are the mice in Australia? Huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Well, Alexis, we got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, coming at you hot. Three years after. (laughs) Three and a half. Season one. Technically almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash Hit podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. (laughs) And then in season two, we come at you with new, hot co-hosts. Named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> and I also have uh, field troops. Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get into Can I Pet Your Dog, now's the time. Get in here every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. As you know, we did a soft landing, soft beginning. We did a soft open to the store of this podcast episode. And uh, I came up here with nothing. My mash uh, pad is in the backpack that is sitting in front of you, young man, also known as my fiance. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we're going to do this game of mash. Uh, when I'm do- calculating the results, uh, Jenny will come up and play a beautiful song while I, and it will be beautiful. Mash like the old, like the writing game? Yeah. Surprise. Huh. Oh, yeah. That's part of it because that's, did you ever do that when you were a kid? No, uh, my friends did when we were little, we did. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. Dude, I was so. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. I'm a DC comic. Well, this can only go well. I was so convinced I'd never get married that, because I just like. Well, the four finger thing. Yeah. That I. (laughs) Like, I couldn't. It's over for me. (laughs) That I. I don't even know. We were dead sober, too. That's probably the saddest part. We, I ended up signing a contract with a friend of mine. that like They're like, you're going to get married one day. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, okay, well, then sign a contract that says if you get married, John Bowman gets to be your flower girl in a T-Rex costume. I'm like, I will sign that right now. They kept it. 
so I had a T-Rex blood. You so, did? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't back at the contract. Once but again, you have I'm... proven your point. Because if you said, again, so one of these contestants, <laughs> like one of these experts had a T-Rex flower girl, people would be like, well, that's bullshit. That's not a thing ever. Like the odds of like one, me getting married, and two, them saving the piece of paper seem pretty low. So yeah. like, it seems like a safe bet. And you're the lawyer. I yeah. hate these people. <laughs> I got to talk to them. There's so many injustices going on here that are of a lighter fare than what you're usually working on. You know what, there's a, I actually put the, the this is a weird, these wonderful mash pads that were made by a listener that I've used for many years uh, wow. are very, they're very specific about what kind of, it's in the same, yeah. They like a felt tip. They like, a, they like a near marker. They sort of don't show up unless. Susan came prepared for the game she hates and only feels disdain for. It's a good one. I'm going to use this pen just to prove to you how fun this game can be. God, I'm angry. Susan. I put it in quotes like it's not real, like it's not her real name. Like that's a, like that's a dig, Susan. like that's an insult. Susan. Okay, Susan. No one names kids under 40, 50 that. Like, Janet, hello. That's true. Every Janet I meet is like... Yeah. My great aunt's like, age. Basically. But it's, it's very exciting. I feel I, it's when rare enough. Janet, that is it yeah. really exciting? Yeah. Like, oh my God, there's another one of us. Yeah, yeah it's like a Wampeter Grandfalone. It's a real Kurt Vonnegut moment where I'm like, clearly you and I are the same. Yeah, Susan's Not under true. like grandma age, unite. Yeah. Like. yeah, absolutely. There's some cool Susans out there. There's some cool real Susans out there. <laughs> Susan. All right, Susan. All right, let's do three places in the world that you have not yet had uh, the opportunity mm -hmm. to spend uh, more time uh, that you would like to be able to do that. That I've been to, or that? You know what, it could be places you've never even been to yet. Antarctica. Right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Someone was like, shit just got real. <laughs> she came um, to play. Belize, because they have monkeys. Mm -hmm. And also you can like hunt lionfish with an underwater, like, Bothing, so one day. What if one I day. say, no, you can't, and you say, believe it or not? I will not say that. <laughs> That's the right answer. That was a test. <laughs> You're doing okay so far. And, um, 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 there's so many places out there. I know. I, I should have warned you that this happens. This is a real I'm, on the spot. This is a real Susan the on the Seychelles spot. Seychelles Islands. Seychelles, great. Okay, great. Uh, how about three mysteries, large or small, that uh, you would like to know the answer to from any time in history, anything in your own life that, that you would have the answer to? The Bear Brook murders. Indeed. Um, Robbie, my co-host, told me a mystery yesterday that we've been debating about where she went, went out of her apartment with her two kids, dropped them off at school, got back, and a phone card that she'd had on the table when she left and torn in tiny, tiny little pieces. What? On her table. What? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I never, like, I wonder, like, could there, And there was no one else home. Well, I'm like, Robbie, someone else was there. Obviously, someone's in the house. There's no supernatural shit. That's nothing to do with a person was in your house. She's like, oh, I hadn't thought of that before. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, she, her, her, she felt that the only possible solution was which ghost was it? Well, it's, it's her. It was her, like, the only time she had a supernatural experience. Like, that's the one thing she can't explain. Yeah. Like, the one time. Oh, that's the one, her one yeah. mystery. And I'm like, I can explain it. You almost died. <laughs> So I want to know what really happened and who tore up that piece of paper. This is very exciting. Maybe I'll make that my life's mission. Who tore up Robbie's phone card? Yeah. Great. Uh, okay. And final one. There's so many mysteries out there. I'm not choosing my own cases. That seems like a 
unfair advantage. Okay. So right. I'm going to choose. You're not choosing the things that you work thing, so very hard that on that you would actually the receive. Well, the bear book I've always wanted to know more about. Yeah, and absolutely. that one's an important mystery of the paper. Indeed. Um, what did a dodo look like? Mm. Like a real living one. We don't have any good, like, non-stuffed ones. Like, the ones we have are pretty poor. You want to observe it in I, its yeah, natural environment. Yeah, I want to see a dodo being a dodo. That's probably absurd and hilarious. Yeah, so. I agree. Guys, I've made no secret about the fact that a bird has built a nest in uh, uh, one of the hanging plants that's right by oh our front God. door, and it's so stressful because you don't want to ever come in or out because every time she you do, she leaves the nest, and you're like, I'm responsible for baby yeah, murder. I want to come back. I want, that to, like, I want a bird to like have a nest there. I it's so that. cute. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. It's real cute. I don't know what kind of bird it is. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll Send me pictures. Okay. I'll let you know. No, I'm going to do it by what she sounds like. Peep. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down that much. Right. It's probably not an owl. It's not an owl. I guarantee it's not an owl. She's very, she look, look, she's, she's a dignified, uh, but yet plain brown. And she's very cute. LBB, oh, little brown it. bird. She's a little brown bird. She's a little brown bird. Okay, next one. Three movies that you can jump into and just sort of be in that world uh, as a sort of. Last Unicorn. Great. Um, oh, that's an emotional one. This is the best Ooh. movie of all time, hands down. Oh. I made my husband watch it. I'm like, this is the best movie we'll ever see. It's the best thing ever. And he's like. He's too afraid to say anything. I'm like, don't you love it? He's like, oh, it's interesting animation. I'm like, oh, you don't love it? What? I married the wrong man. Take this finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's yours now. I truly thought he would like instantly see how amazing it was and love it as hardcore as I did. And like, that's what I loved it. I didn't yeah. wasn't aware that not everyone. I can't separate the same. myself. I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chuck Bryant of Stuff You Should Know has a great podcast um, about movies, and I was his first guest. And he was like, "All right, this is no pressure, but you're my very first guest, and this is supposed to be people's favorite movies." And I was like, "Okay, we're doing Tron," and he was like. <sighs> Okay, like so disappointed. I'm sure he wanted me to say the Godfather. Like, let's start off strong. And I was like, no, we're talking about the game grid, buddy. We're going deep into the game grid. So, uh, I also, here's the thing I don't like movies that much. Yeah, great. Perfect. Yeah. So, The Last Unicorn and then nothing else. <laughs> movies are too long and to sit there and quietly in the theater, so I try to avoid them at all. Possible. Oh, yeah, I definitely don't like going to the movie theater. Um, I'm just going to stick with like Milo and Otis. Let's do that. Milo and Otis, great. Yeah, tap into the yeah. kid in you. I, I'm making assumptions. Last time I saw could... a movie. Uh, uh -huh. Let's see. I mean, everything else I've seen like recently is like, I don't want to be in that world. Yeah, like, that's like, like movies dark, dark and scary and yeah, like, not yeah. that fun. Or is there like a cartoon from childhood that you were like, why am I not a super friend, etc.? Oh, I totally thought I could be Ninja Turtle at one point. I was Great. like, growing up, I'll be Ninja Turtle. It's totally going to happen. We're absolutely did not happen. putting that on here without a doubt. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do one more category uh, because I don't want to rush. Um, so I'm going to take mad. it easy on you, especially because you hate this game. Uh, okay. Well, this is not the one we play. The one we play is like, like what house oh, are you going to live yeah. in with your boyfriend? I'm customizing it. I thought I was customizing it for you, but I'm still coming up with uh, categories that you're like, I have disdain for all movies. Uh, all the same, the things I think are I the very safest. Of, yeah. Maybe I'll do two more. Because this one, there's no way you're going to say okay. that you can't. You're going to be like, I, if you say you don't eat and you only eat protein bars, I'm going to lose my oh mind because I know that's not true. It, I'm really bad Is it true? Food. You I don't eat, like food? I she doesn't a, like food. I live on frozen burritos. Like, I hate... For me, like, it's yeah. trying to remember to, like, have to go out and get lunch every day. It's such a pain in the ass. You don't have the relationship where you're like, God, I'm really craving, like, a blah, blah, blah. I like Flaming Hot Cheetos. They're good. Well, this is what the category is. The category is foods that aren't good for you that oh, you would prefer they be great for you because um, you want to eat them without any negative ramifications. Ecological or your own body or whatever. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Great. Coffee ice cream. Mm -hmm. That is good for you, though, right? Coffee ice cream? Great. It's great yeah. for you. <laughs> Don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and 
peanut butter jelly sandwiches. P, B, and J's, great. Uh, and next category, three talents that you wake up with that you can do tomorrow that you've just sort of downloaded in your head matrix style. Like suddenly you're skilled and it could be, you know, anything from like something technological that you know, like I would love to be able to repair certain things or speaking languages, anything. Sword fighting. Done. Dragon riding. Great. <laughs> and have neat handwriting. Oh. Well, that is not possible with yeah. practice, so. <laughs> My handwriting is so embarrassing. It's like a, like a five-year-old who's trying really hard. And still not doing that great. <laughs> so it looks like there's effort involved, yeah, like and it still isn't good. Like, you can tell it's not just sloppy. It's like there's effort, and it's still not coming out that well. <laughs> now I need to see that. I need to see that handwriting. Okay, uh, will you tell me, I'm just going to do a, a quick squiggle, so just a few seconds here. Just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to do some very rudimentary calculation. I don't know if you can call it calculation. Calculus, yeah. Uh, Jenny, would you be kind enough to play us a song while I do this? And thank you. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming. I can't believe on time I am. This is, You know why? Because I was so afraid that I would talk Susan's ear off and I wouldn't let her get off stage. And then I wanted Jenny to play also that I, I scared myself into being punctual. being punctual. This is terrible. I'm so disappointed. I really wanted to be like thrown out of here, swept out with a broom like on Mama's Family. Someone, that happens to someone. I'll do like a, a 10 minute song and then please, would you please? There's heavy Thank math you. here, so make it long. Yeah, there, and it is heavy math. It's very heavy math, Susan. <laughs> Jenny Tolman, everybody. All right, thank you. <laughs> song is called Something to Complain About. I like it. <laughs> She goes on about her blisters from her thousand dollar heels. Well, bless her heart, I can't imagine how horrible that feels. On <laughs> about her double D's and how they hurt her back. Well, I wish I had me something to complain about like that. Check out line flipping through some magazine. All these nightmarish divorces from them folks living the dream. How they have to sell their mansions and only get half. Well, I wish I had me something to complain about my dad. Yeah, there's things about my life I'd like to change. Sucks, and it's only getting worse. And all of this construction trucking makes me want to curse. That man holding a cardboard sign there on the exit ramp ain't fussing about the price of gas. Bet he wishes he had something to complain about like that. Change. It ain't hard 
Sometimes I find myself wondering what I'm bitching about. Yeah, there's things about my life I'd like to change. Hey, honey, you see that crying baby on that poor old woman's back? Well, let's go make us something to complain about like that. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. By the way, CMA Fest is next week, and uh, Jenny's going to be a part of that. So if you are uh, in the Nashville area, I strongly recommend that you find out where she's going to be. I understand it will be air-conditioned, so many people will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> um, and if you haven't listened to the episode with Jenny, I, it's wonderful. One of the things that I love about her is that, you know, here we talk about, like, the different ways that we all world-build, and I kind of come from more of a sort of, like, Comic-Con uh, community these days, but... Um, but what I love is finding out like how many different ways there are to world build and so many different niches and, and, and art forms and stuff. And it's a great episode. We talk about how she sort of creates these characters that now there's basically a whole uh, town of people that Jenny has invented whole cloth that have their own adventures and stories and stuff. I love it. Um, so thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, Susan, I have some news for you. All right. I have the turn. results of your test. Uh, <laughs> First of all, I gotta tell you, you have a opportunity to, to spend a lot of time in Belize. Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> you did end up with a shack. That's a mansion, apartment, shack, and house of it all. I just don't control that. That's the universe. Uh, it's the same person that tore up Ravia's phone yeah, card, I have to breaks. assume. Um, and as much as I wish that mystery for you and her and all of us now would be solved, unfortunately, or fortunately, we have the answer now to the Bear Brook murders. So, yeah, that's a big one. A lot of people would be very happy about that. Uh, you also can have unlimited PB&Js, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I enjoy toasted PB&Js. Are oh, you a non-toast? Oh, it makes the peanut butter kind of melt into the jelly more. Yeah, no, I gotta do that. Delicious. Oh, a warm PB&J, a little bit crunchy on the outside. Yeah, I got a lot of people interested. I gotta start like a business. Like a nice brioche roll or something? Oh, oh sure, gosh. sure. I mean, I would, I would be that person who's like, oh, there's a peanut butter and jelly cafe? Here I go with all the different kinds, like different grilled cheese Peanut cafe. butter, different jellies. It's yeah. open that. Oh, I'm all right, in. we're doing it because we both have a lot of free time. Uh, <laughs> in Belize. Uh, listen, it, it, as far as how you get to Belize, I have to assume that you're going to be dragon riding there. Sweet. So that's going to be an adventure and a half just getting to Belize. Um, and then that just leaves us with your ability to go into one of these so-called movies everyone's so into. In your case, you did get the last unicorn. Yes. So you can leave your husband at the door and go into the movie he doesn't appreciate. 
not nearly enough. And spend time with, what are you gonna, who, who are you going to hang out with most? I guess the last unicorn. What if you're like, I, mean, I don't like the last unicorn. She uni- likes her privacy. I yeah. love her. She likes to be her own thing. I mean, Schminder yeah. can make and go hang out together. There you go. Or Jeff Bridges and I. I mean, he's now lonely, so... Sorry, husband, you don't like this movie? It's me and uh, the prince. Listen, I, you just, Jeff Bridges is the prince. I did not know that until the last time I watched you it. You just inadvertently added the category of who you end up with that I avoided <laughs> strenuously because you were like, I hate MASH. It's like, who are you going to marry? And you just inserted Jeff Bridges into it, which brings us full circle because Jeff Bridges just opened a Lebowski Fest with Jenny Tolman's song that he heard and loved it so much he wanted to cover it. It was a Malcolm Matt song. So that is an amazing thing you've just made happen. <laughs> something is Something special happened here today. Day, everyone uh that is the end of the podcast and uh and i thank you guys so much for coming yeah, thank you so much um, it was fun. So we're gonna we're both doing a bunch of other stuff this weekend at the fest um and uh, and i'm excited to see how it all pans out yeah this was way less dramatic than that would be did you think it was be traumatic well i was i was kind of i was like you talked to me before you're like i'm like oh god how how deep we're going here how deep we're going <laughs> i i took listen i took it easy on you uh no but but anyway thank you again this is a soft closing soft closing No big, uh, see, I've already said goodbye, but we're still up here. It's a soft closing, guys. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.